TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Again, I am Bart Winkler. David Shepard is here. We've got Pete McCarthy on the updates tonight on this Friday. Hope you're having a good week or weekend. Again, I'd never want to assume what people's schedules are since we're here at this time. I never want to assume everybody's on the 9 to 5. A lot of you have us on while working. Some of you are maybe Tuesday to Saturday or Sunday to Wednesday or a little bit of Monday and Wednesday and Friday or whenever you know you get the phone call. I don't know. I never want to assume. We're just happy you're here in some capacity any way, shape, or form. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. All right. Um, I guess that's it. I guess that's it for the coaching cycle. It was really nice as a show planner, all of us here at the Bart Winkler Show, to try to figure out what we're going to talk about each night. To not just figure out, like, well, what should we say, but what, what, can, what can elicit the response what can captivate the people? What what are the people talking about? And for the better part of three weeks, we've had coaching news. And now all the jobs are filled. And everybody's got a job. And nobody else is looking for work. Again, there is a sliver of a chance that Andy Reid goes off into the sunset. There's enough people that have been talking about that being a chance. I've heard nothing from Andy Reid. I've heard nothing from the Chiefs. I've heard nothing from anyone connected to the Chiefs. I don't even know that I've heard anything from anyone connected like, you know, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Everyone's like on the seventh or eighth degree. Like nobody that is in the Chiefs circle and even the periphery has said anything regarding Andy Reid. But for some reason, one of the talking points is, well, maybe Andy Reid retires after this year. Uh, Guy's in his mid-60s. He's had a lot of success. Also, he's only in his mid-60s, and he's having a lot of success. So I don't know that he walks away from that. And even still, you know, would any of these other guys that are available be a candidate to take that over? I I just don't know. I think if you don't have a coaching job now, if you're Mike Vrabel, if you're Pete Carroll, if you're Bill Belichick, I mean, you got to start thinking about maybe a mid-season job that opens. you got to start maybe thinking about which team do I want to provide, like, consulting services for and maybe go to two, three games so they can show me in the booth once or twice uh, a year, but really just do all my work from home. Uh, But say I'm in the game. Do you want to think about a TV job 
I think everybody that didn't get a gig this cycle is probably that's probably it. You're probably not working here unless uh again Andy Reid steps aside, which I don't think he will. So who's gonna have the most success out of everybody that has been hired here in this current cycle? If you look at the eight guys that have been hired, the um commanders finished the hiring yesterday by bringing Dan Quinn into the fold. And we talked some about Dan Quinn yesterday. I'm not sure that the commanders were his first choice. I'm not sure that Dan Quinn was the commander's first choice, but this is a guy that, you know, has been a head coach and did a really good job with the Dallas defense. So he can coach and the commanders need a coach. So maybe an arranged marriage, maybe uh, everybody else in our friend group went to prom and so should we go together kind of thing, but I'm not saying it's not going to work. So Dan Quinn is on the ledger. Brian Callahan, who is still a little bit of an unknown, but we've seen a lot of these guys that have been a coordinator for a year or two, and we're not quite sure who they are. Suddenly, they're Zach Taylor. Suddenly, they're Sean McVay. Suddenly, maybe they're you know Kyle Shanahan. You know, so these kind of guys can have some success. Not saying that they won't, but he's with the Titans. That's going to be kind of a tough rebuild there. Mike McDonald comes from Baltimore to Seattle. Defensive mind. Defensive coordinator, we know how good the Ravens' defense is. The Ravens' defense kind of got back to being what we think of the Ravens' defense the last couple of years. That was because of Mike McDonald. Gerard Mayo gets the baton from Bill Belichick. So kind of unceremoniously, but he gets the baton, so he'll be the head coach in New England. Jim Harbaugh, of course, the big name. He goes to the Chargers, very excited to be there. Dave Canales gets a six-year deal. Will he make it to week six? That's the big question. More closer to week six, we think he'll be fired than actually finishing the deal just because of his owner, just because of his owner, with all due respect to Dave Canales and Raheem Morris getting hired by the Atlanta Falcons. So it's interesting because I want to throw this out. You take those eight guys, and we don't know how long their careers are going to be, and there's some some of these guys that you think, like, I can't, I can't ask, really, it'd be an exercise in futility if I said, which one of these coaches do you think will have the best career in his new job? Ring, ring, ring. Hello, yes. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Oh, thank you. Hello, yes. Uh, I, I would say Jim Harbaugh. Wow, great. Ring, ring. Hello, yes. I'm going to say Gerard Mayo. Really? No, Jim Harbaugh. Okay, so that's kind of an exercise in futility. So I'm going to set a line here. I'm going to set a line here. Of these eight coaches... In their career with this team. So I'm not saying they get a new job and then this happens. I'm not saying any of that. With these guys, these eight guys and the teams that they play or that are coaching, take all eight of those guys. Do you think if I set the over-under line at one and a half Super Bowls that these eight guys combined with these eight teams will hit the over? Do you think that these eight guys, of these eight guys, will there be at least two Super Bowls combined with all eight of these guys? Because I say two because I think, again, a lot of you are going to be like, ring, 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 oh, Harbaugh will get one, Harbaugh will get one. Well, maybe one of these other guys, but Harbaugh will get one. And you never know what could happen with all these different guys. You never know what could happen. Atlanta, I do think, has a lot of good pieces. They need a quarterback. They're in a division where they can win a bunch of games. You never know in the wide open NFC. Carolina, a little bit of a project. 
But if Dave Canales is there for Bryce Young, maybe Bryce Young still. I mean, don't don't close the book on Bryce Young. A lot of people want to do that. Don't don't do that yet. Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. Of course, everybody thinks Jim Harbaugh is great, and he is. He has a track record of winning, or at least getting to a very prestigious bowl game, or you know whether that includes the Super Bowl. We always say that Jim Harbaugh has a track record of winning, which he does. He he wins. He is a winner, but he has one title as a coach. He won the Super Bowl, or he won the the championship. He got to the Super Bowl, but he didn't win that Super Bowl. So I don't want to assume that Jim Harbaugh gets a Super Bowl. But I think a lot of people are going to say, Jim Harbaugh, Justin Herbert, there's going to be a Super Bowl. I still do not think the Chargers are that close. I don't think they're that well-equipped. They just they have a lot of work to do. Maybe the new GM comes in, the guy from Baltimore, works his magic a little bit, gets out of some of this cap situation, makes a trade or two, get some good picks, and suddenly they're a pretty good team. Like, they've got the coach and they've got the quarterback, and really, those seem to be the two hardest the two hardest guys to find. But they've got the coach and they've got the quarterback, and so now they have to fill in all the other pieces. Still, because they have those two parts, they do have a head start, I think, over anybody else that has a new job right now. Uh, then you also have Gerard Mayo, Gerard Mayo becoming the head coach of the Chargers. Is there one guy? Oh, uh, Antonio Pierce. I'm missing Antonio Pierce with the Raiders. We'll count Antonio Pierce in here because he was an interim last year and he's getting the full-time gig here this year. And Antonio Pierce, again, he could have a little bit less of a of a leash just because we've seen him coach a little bit already. And he had a winning record in his interim time. He's 5-4 and four, and he's building a good culture there and uh, you know, the players advocated for him and like him. Are the Raiders close? The Raiders have a lot of good, like, talent. Certainly with Max Crosby, Devontae Adams. Uh, I still think there's, you know, gas in the tank for Josh Jacobs. He's still kind of young to even be saying that, but you know how it goes with these running backs. But I don't know that Aiden O'Connell's the guy. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, you know, with some of the other positions. So the Raiders, I'm not sure that they're close either. Uh, the Patriots are not close. But they're going to get one of these quarterbacks, it looks like, in the draft. They could get one of these quarterbacks. And then the commanders with Dan Quinn uh, could get a quarterback, too. So you've got the Bears with the number one pick. You've got the commanders. You've got the Patriots. It's possible we go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. It's possible. It's possible the Bears trade their pick. It's possible the Bears trade their pick to one of these teams, even. So we'll see what happens. But I would think that in this draft, with the number two pick going to Washington, the number three pick going to New England, that those two teams will walk away with picks. But they're still pretty far away, I think. I still think they're pretty far away. Seattle, Seattle's a nice 9-8 and eight team. They're a nice 9-8 and eight team. And they've got to figure out how to get past Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, and I think that's a big reason why Mike McDonald was brought in because his defensive, ha- they have done well. The defenses have done well against those teams against those kind of offenses but I still think I mean is Geno Smith do you see Geno Smith for all we talk about Brock Purdy do you see Geno Smith in an NFC championship game do you see Geno Smith in a Super Bowl so I still think the Seahawks are far away and the Titans I don't know what they're gonna do Will Levis had a real nice game and I don't even know if they're satisfied with him looks like Derrick Henry's done 
playing for the Titans. I mean, can you name five Titans? Like, I don't know that a lot of people can right now. I hope to God that I could have pressed. But right now, there are a lot of uh, questions about the Titans. So if you look at any of these teams, or all of these teams, and again, what I'm asking is, of these eight coaches, can the eight of them, with their eight teams, can they win at least two Super Bowls with all these coaches? And I kind of even think that that's a high number. I'm just maybe wondering if they win one. If they win one, I don't think it's a guarantee in any sort of measure that Jim Harbaugh repeats the success that he had in San Francisco. I don't think they'll be bad. I think the Chargers will be good. I don't think Jim Harbaugh will let them be bad. And Justin Herbert, you would hope now finally has a year that's a little better than 500 and that he can shake whatever this is with Brandon Staley, because you take a guy like Justin Herbert. I mean, he gets a lot of benefit of the doubt. If Joe, Bur- if Joe Burrow was 500 at this point, I don't know that we're talking about him as a top quarterback. Same with Josh Allen, same with Lamar Jackson, same with any of these guys. But we have decided that Brandon Staley was so bad at this that we just totally give Justin Herbert a pass and he's been banked up. But you know, when he's been in there, they've been about 500. So of those eight guys, you've got Antonio Pierce with the Raiders, Raheem Morris with the Falcons, Canales with the Panthers, Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers, Gerard Mayo with the Patriots, Mike McDonald, Seattle, Brian Callahan, Tennessee, and Dan Quinn in, in the Commanders. I mean, you could have some of these guys that lose their job by the end of next season. You could have some of these guys be a one-year-and-done kind of guy. We've seen that a lot more than maybe you're thinking right now. I want to kind of express how hard this is for a coaching class, a new coaching class, to even get to a Super Bowl. In the last six or seven years, we have not seen a lot of new hires from the last seven years win a Super Bowl. I believe there's only been two of them, but I'll kind of lay that out with you why this is a lot harder than what we might think. Hell, maybe I'll just set the over under at a half. I mean, of all these guys, like once I go through their situations, it seems maybe a little worse than I thought. I just think, I just think a lot of people are going to say, yes, Harbaugh gets one, which is still a huge assumption. So of these eight new coaches, I'll say other than Harbaugh, who has the best chance at winning a Super Bowl with their respective team. And also, can this group of eight, can these eight guys, can they scratch their way to a total of maybe two combined Super Bowls? I'll explain why it's even harder than you might initially think. We'll do that coming up. Plenty of time for you tonight. It's a Friday night. Let's unwind a little bit. Have some fun. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Los Angeles, Southern California. Uh, They respect talent, effort, and winning. And uh, and it needs to be multiple, multiple championships. Uh, and that's we're going to be hum, humble and hungry, uh, but you know that's our goal. 
You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show. Heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. So Jim Harbaugh, now with the Chargers, is hoping for multiple championships, and that's what you say. And I was thinking of these eight coaches that got hired. I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. We'll talk about this. I know there's people that want to get in on a variety of different football topics, so really it is an open play tonight as uh, we've got sort of the Pro Bowl this weekend, and then the teams will descend on Vegas. We'll have a big media extravaganza day on Monday night. Uh, There will be stories that come out, maybe a story about a guy that went and gambled too much, but the NFL really going to try to separate all the gambling from the the football, which in that case, why are you in Vegas? But we'll see what kind of weird, wacky, zany things happen next week. But I wonder with these eight coaches, will there be a Super Bowl? And I, first of all, I set the over under at one and a half and I'm thinking that might be even too high. Will these eight coaches get one Super Bowl? Between the eight of them, Dan Quinn, Brian Callahan, Mike McDonald, Gerard Mayo, Jim Harbaugh, Dave Canales, Raheem Morris, Antonio Pierce. Because when you look back at the previous classes, it's really like right now there's so much promise. There's so much promise. Even the teams that are towards the bottom of the standings have a new guy, fresh blood. All right, maybe in three years we'll be there, the three-year rebuild kind of thing. But when you start to look at who actually got hired and then the results – of those classes, it's pretty startling that there's a good chance that none of these guys ever win, much less even get to one. So last year, the 2023, this is the 2024 class. So let's look at the 2023 class. The 2023 class, Jonathan Gannon with the Cardinals, obviously is nowhere close. Frank Reich got fired from Carolina. Sean Payton with the Broncos, nowhere close. D'Amico Ryans with the Texans got to the playoffs, and then Shane Steichen with the Colts uh, got pretty close. So you've got five guys that got hired last year. One's already out, so he's out of the running. With the 2022 class, you had Doug Peterson with Jacksonville. You had Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, already gone. Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins. Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings. Dennis Allen with the Saints. Brian Dable with the Giants. Um, All right, Matt Eberflus was in there as well. And then Nathaniel Hackett and Lovey Smith. And Lovey Smith is already gone. So of those guys, we're not close to a Super Bowl. Let's look at 2021. Here are the coaches hired in 2021. Dan Campbell. Hey, you almost made it. Urban Meyer, see ya. Brandon Staley, see ya. Robert Sala, see ya. He didn't get fired yet, but he's not gonna he's not gonna win. Um Arthur Smith, see ya. Nick Sirianni, almost see ya, and David Culley, Texans. They've had three coaches in three years. Of that class, I don't got any Super Bowls. All right, what about the year before that, 2020? Matt Rule, see ya. Mike McCarthy, woo. Kevin Stefanski, still there. Ron Rivera, see ya. Joe Judge, see ya. I mean, we should we should be talking about maybe forget these eight coaches and one Super Bowl. What about these eight coaches and a combined eight years. 2019. Here's a coaching class. Brian Flores, Dolphins, see ya. Vic Vangio, see ya. Cliff Kingsbury, see ya. Zach Taylor got to one, lost. Adam Gase, Jets, see ya. Matt LaFleur, hasn't gotten to one. Freddie Kitchen, see ya. 
Bruce Arians, we finally got one. So if we were to ask this question back in 2019, there'd still be a chance that they can get another one. Even though most of the class got fired, you still have Matt LaFleur and Zach Taylor with good teams. And uh, Bruce Arians got one because he took over for Tampa. They were seven and nine. And then Tom Brady fell in their lap. Uh, 2018, Mike Vrabel, gone. Uh, Steve Wilkes, gone. Matt Patricia, gone. Frank Reich, Colts, gone. John, John Gruden, gone. Matt Nagy, gone. Pat Shermer, gone. Nobody hired in 18 is still there. It was five years ago. And then in 2017, Vance Joseph, gone. Sean McDermott, not a Super Bowl. Anthony Lynn, gone. Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. Doug Marone, gone. Kyle Shanahan has a shot to win a Super Bowl. So we've got 2022 and 23 classes with none. 2021, none. 2020, none. 2019 has a Super Bowl. 2018, none. 2017 has a Super Bowl. When you actually look back then at the years prior, you do have some guys that can get into a job and win sort of quickly. It didn't take Doug Peterson too long in Philadelphia. I don't believe he won in 18 and he got hired in 16. So it took him a couple of years. Belichick obviously is messing a lot of this up. Gary Kubiak got hired and then won one pretty quick, but then your Pete Carroll's John Harbaugh's uh, Tom Coughlin. So, Of the last eight years, only two guys that weren't coaching Super Bowls prior to those eight years have won Super Bowls because you have Andy Reid, a couple, uh, Belichick, a couple, Peterson got hired before that. So it's hard. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at this class, Shep, 855-212-4227, David Shepard here, of course. And I don't know that I can say like with confidence that of these eight guys, they'll even get one Super Bowl. And I'm not talking like in the next three years or five years. I'm talking as long as they're with these teams because as I go through this list of coaches, there's a lot more guys that have gotten fired uh, than I think you realize. There's a lot of churn and burn in that position in this league. Sure. Now, in terms of new guys, you're discussing the eight. Obviously, that includes Jim Harbaugh. It includes Jim Harbaugh. Yes. He's obviously, as you alluded to, the first guy you think of in terms of reinvigorating a team, rebuilding a team, putting them in a position to win. He does that almost instantaneously. So he will take that title there. In terms But of, if I if I gave you a hundred bucks right now yep. to put on uh Jim Harbaugh winning a title or not winning a title, what would you place it on? I'd place it on not winning a title. Oh, I'm taking it on winning a title. I'm taking I mean it no no odds here. I'm giving you no odds. I mean Bart he brought Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. He brought Colin Kaepernick to a possession away from winning a Super Bowl. He has Justin Herbert now. Like, I'm not going to bet against the guy who just took Michigan to the national title game, went 15-0, and and oh yeah, by the way, did it win with Rich Rod and, you know, obviously um, Brady Hulk, right? They were like a 500 team the seven yeah. years before he got there. He is an instant rebuilder of any program, NFL or college. No, I, I would take the 100 instantaneously on him winning a Super Bowl with uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would bet against it just because there's way too many teams and, like, the numbers are on my side. Sure. But even <laughs> if you give him one, right, then it's like, well, who else is going to win the other one? Right. Um, so the, the, new, the first year guy that I think, and I know John Schneider, Schneider's singing his praises already, 
Um, this this cat, Mike McDonald, man, when you hold the Chiefs to 17 points and zero points in the second half of an AFC title game, like that has special written all over it. He's got youth on his side, and he's going to a team that was inches within making the playoffs in back-to-back seasons. So he's going to a pretty nice situation. Now, Geno Smith, obviously he doesn't have that much longer as a starting quarterback, but they got some dogs on that team, Bart, and they got some talent too. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens there. I think that that is a good, like, second choice. But, again, what's kind of startling is probably two or three guys may not have this job in three years. And I know that when these guys all get hired, there's a lot of promise. But when we just go through the coaches of the last few years, I mean, that uh, 2018 class, there's nobody there coaching four, five, six years later, even of 2020. uh, Three of the five are already gone. 2021, you've already got three, uh, no, four of the seven already gone. Like 2021, Dan Campbell, Urban Meyer, Brandon Staley, Robert Sala, Arthur Smith, Nick Sirianni, David Culley. Some of those guys are already gone three years later. So it's going to be a tough challenge. I just, I wonder as we have so much promise and there's, it's a new day and it feels like, uh, you know, hope springs eternal. Where will the chips actually fall with these guys? 855-212-4227. You could call in on this or really any other football topic. We got a tweet here from Adam that has a different over under. He wants to know how many kids under the age of 13 call in tonight. Yeah, last night we had a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 14-year-old. Now, there was one kid where I was wondering if someone was doing a voice and just playing along with the bit, um, but I we were told that a 10-year-old, a 12-year-old, Hi, I'm little Johnny. I'm eight. I love radio. Like I, I, thought, I thought one of those guys might have been pulling that because I heard some weird laughter at the end, but other than that, we take, uh, we take anyone, any demographic, any age, any part of the country. We're happy to hear from you. Kevin is in Maryland. What's up with you tonight, Kevin? Turn me down. Turn me down. Turn me down. Kevin? All right. Well, we'll try to figure out Kevin. Uh, Nick is down the road from Kevin. What's up, Nick? Hey, Bert. Uh, same caller as last night, by the way. Uh, I would say the... Jim Harbaugh wouldn't really win one. He's in the same position as Patrick Mahomes. Probably not going to get past him. I wouldn't say anybody else in the NFC either. Maybe someone in the NFC like Atlanta. Don't know about anybody else, though. Yeah, well, I know part, another part of this question is that when you need a new coach, you're usually a pretty bad team. So that's why it's so hard to get back to that promised land. Yes? Do you have more? All right. Maryland's having a tough night tonight. I don't know. I don't, what the hell's going on with Maryland? We're, 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 we're over two on Maryland. Uh, I got I to gotta go across the border and try to. Uh, Gary? Toronto? Gary? Hey, guys. How you doing? Gary, save me. I will try to save you. I just want your opinions if I can. I've read before in the past that this is like the one job Belichick would possibly leave in New England for at the time, but now that he's free, do you think he's just waiting for the Giants to have a bad year, Dable gets fired, and he can get take over? Uh, I'll hang up and hear what you guys say. Thank you very much. Yeah, when we were talking about Belichick um, potential landing spots, a lot of those teams, I didn't think he'd go to L.A. just because 
I didn't think that uh, really. I didn't think that he would want to move across the country. I mean, I, 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 I mean, yeah, that that might sound dumb, but this guy, like Don Draper, did it in Mad Men, but he was a lot younger. Does Does Bill Belichick? I mean, he, he this is what he knows. He knows cold football, Northeast football. You saw how miserable he looked in that final game of the season, but you also knew that he probably liked it because that's that's what he likes. Uh, he was with the Giants, obviously, Super Bowl champion with the Giants. Spent their the late '80s as a defensive coordinator, really the whole decade with them. He was there from '79 to '90, whether it was special teams or linebackers or the defensive coordinator. So he had a good run in New York. Went to Cleveland. Went to New England for a year, then sort of went to the Jets to be their head coach, but that didn't work out, but then uh, went to New England again. Um, the Giants, I think, and any of those teams right now, like I could I could see him going to Buffalo. I think that would be a good spot for him, uh, but they didn't hire or they didn't fire Sean McDermott. I think he could end up with the New York Jets, but now, you know, I, what what kind of meetings would that be? Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are one thing. You know, they may have their clashes, but like the Venn diagram of their personalities, you know, it's like Belichick's 10% over here, Brady's 10% doing this, but they got like a 90% intersection with football. And I don't know what, I don't even know if they're like the circles even touch with Rodgers and Belichick. Like, do they, do they, does their football even intersect? Like Belichick wants all the power. He wants to be the coach. He wants to have a lot of personnel say. It's one thing to fight your front office on that, but then you got to fight your quarterback on that. I mean, these guys are these guys are going to get in fights in the hallway about whether we bring Randall Cobb back or not. So I don't know that that would ever work out. But the Giants is interesting just because of what you said, and also I don't know how much longer they keep Brian Dable. Look, I'm not I'm not very um, impressed with Brian Dable as a head coach. I don't think that he did that well in his first season. They were 9-7-1. and one. They made the playoffs and beat the Vikings. But that was a year where I think they went to London, beat Green Bay. Uh, Daniel Jones was looking better than normal, and they kind of rode a hot wave. Not sure they really played anybody. I think they overplayed their talent. Last year, I think, and I know that Jones got hurt, and they had the Tommy DeVitos and Tyrod Taylors. But even with Daniel Jones, I mean, I don't know that this this Giants team was much better then six and 11. And then the whole issue with Wink Martindale and however that marriage ended from the defensive coordinator to the head coach and the screaming, I'm not sure that he is a long-term answer there and maybe Bill Belichick can, can come there. But again, I think like as uncomfortable or maybe as unfair as it is, is you got to start talking about age. And so, you know, a year off at 51 or 48 for like Mike Vrabel's sake, is a lot different than a year off at 71. I mean, that, that's a lot different. And does he wait around a whole year? Is he the kind of guy too? like any of these guys? Because there's still some good candidates out there. So Mike, let's say Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick. Let's, let's talk about those three guys. Do you envision any of them? If any coach gets fired, whether it's one of the new guys or a Robert Sala or... Brian Dable, Nick Sirianni, Mike McCarthy, Matt Eberflus. Do you imagine any of these guys then like coming in like week five, coming in like week eight? And I know the reference point that we just saw it happen with is in the NBA 
with uh, Doc Rivers joining Milwaukee from the broadcast booth, the like 10 games that he announced. He's like barely there. Um, I don't know that I see one of these guys coming into a program that's already been established where they couldn't be there on the install from day one. So essentially then you're waiting a whole year. And if you're going to wait a whole year, well then Belichick's 70, he's going to turn 72 in April. He'll be 73. Pete Carroll, 73, 74. And that's kind of tough to walk in for a new, for an NFL head coach. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be weird to see the NFL without Bill Belichick. It certainly is. Uh, but I, if it doesn't happen like soon, if one of these coaches, if one of these teams don't have a change of heart and they're thinking, man, is Bill Belichick really not going to coach? You know what? We'll hire him. Dayball, get the hell out of here. I don't know that they ever coach again, especially Belichick. I, I don't, I don't know if you were give me a hundred bucks and say, do you think Bill Belichick coaches again or doesn't coach again? I might, I might lean towards not coach again, which is crazy. But I think that's might that might be where we're at. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4CBS. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. This is the Bart Winkler Show. You can hear it Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler. David Shepard's here. You heard Pete McCarthy on the updates. We've got a Pro Bowl this weekend. Watch some uh, skills competitions last night a little bit. I know the NHL. Skills competitions were on tonight. We're going to have the uh, slam dunk coming up in a couple of weekends. Like the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl skills competitions, they like exist. And you like watch it and you're like, all right. The NHL, I think the NHL ones, the people that get into it really get into it. And I think they actually pick up, you know, like some casuals. People that aren't diehards of hockey. They're like, oh, this is pretty cool. But then we're going to get into the NBA All-Star Game weekend. And we are just going to like... We're going to be like, why do they even do the slam dunk anymore? And then you know what? You're going to get that taken away too. Just like you complained about the Pro Bowl all those times, and now we don't even have, like, you would rather have a half-assed version of a football game than a flag football game. I promise you would. I promise you would. But we complained about it so much that it's gone. 855-212-4227, talking some NFL. Robert is in Michigan. What's up with you, Robert? Oh, hi, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I want to know what you think they're going to do in free agency and the NFL draft. And uh, uh, who do you think going to replace Dan Quinn, that defensive coordinator? Well, they've got some guys uh, on staff. I'm very familiar with uh, Robert. Thanks for the call and the questions. I'm very familiar with Al Harris, who has been coaching their secondary. Uh, Al Harris used to play cornerback for a couple of teams, but had a real long run in Green Bay. And you saw a lot of raving things about him. Uh, I think with the Cowboys, I don't know that they have a ton of immediate holes. It's just the problem is... They have to figure out how to win in the postseason. So it'd be nice if you could, like, 
it'd be nice if you could like draft an attribute of a team. Like it'd be nice if you could just in the first round at 24, instead of drafting a player, if you could draft like a clutch gene and just like at Madden, it just made everybody 10 points more clutch on your team. Uh, A couple of mock drafts have them going offensive line with Tyron Smith being a free agent. That would kind of hurt if they lost him. So they may go offensive line. Um, I don't know. I I think that they could use a little help in the running game. Derrick Henry could be a possible name. I don't think that Jerry Jones would scoff at bringing Derrick Henry on board. I I didn't see enough from Tony Pollard this year that, you know, they were really going to make a big difference in the running game. I really thought, like, Tony Pollard, you would see him as the change of pace guy for Zeke. And it's like, why isn't this guy the starter? And then he was the starter, and you'd be like, uh, get Deuce Vaughn in there or something, man. I mean, we'll, we'll get get Zeke back. So I just don't think that he rose up to the occasion like they wanted him to. But they've been 12-5 and five the last few years. There's not a ton of needs. Maybe show up the offensive line. Get another receiver, I guess. I'm not sure. You've, you've even got your kicker. I'm not I'm not sure. They've got Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott kind of in like lame duck situations. So Jerry Jones rolling the dice a little bit here. I think he's trying to – he doesn't want to move on from these guys, but he also doesn't want to fully commit yet to these guys. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Dallas. Johnny is in Atlanta. What's up, Johnny? Uh, the coach that I say might win the two is I'm gonna say Jim Harbaugh because he has the longer leash. Everybody else is just like the Houston Texans. If you don't win that, we're fired. It's like they've been over the past two years. Yeah, like if Harbaugh goes five and twelve his first year, and then seven and ten the next year, then he's not getting fired. No, I know he he can do that for the next fire. But yeah. Another thing I want to ask, I want to ask you another thing. You said Bryce Young is not close to doing Bryce Young, right? Because, wait, he, he, went, he, was, he was a number one pick. Why everybody uh, shutting the door on Desmond Ritter? This is his first year. He basically did the same thing Bryce Young did. No, Desmond Ritter's and, bad. I put like this. Who had, a, who had a better college career? Of course, Bryce Young, because he had a lot of talent in Alabama. <laughs> you cannot just say that, my bad, Desmond Ritter college career was bad because he took Cincinnati to almost two college playoffs. So I was super into that Cincinnati team because I really root for, you know, those kind of schools to shake up the status quo and Desmond Ritter. When I was watching that season, Desmond Ritter had a nice start to the season. I'll look up his stats here maybe, but he had a nice start to the season. And then I thought they were winning games like in spite of him. I know that I know that he got them to the college football playoff, but I, his last season was a little rocky. Now his stats are really good. He threw for 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns, but I, I wasn't as impressed with Desmond Ritter as I wanted to be. And then, like, this year, he made some – it wasn't because his throws was bad. He just made bad decisions. He made rookie decisions. Because I'm, I'm, I'm defending Desmond. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. So – that when you said don't shut the door on Bryce Young, I right, man, don't shut the door on Desmond Ritter either. So that's that's my opinion right there. Well, it's a fine opinion. Uh I'm just telling you, not only am I shutting the door on Desmond Ritter, but I'm also uh, like uh I'm moving down the street. I'm shutting all the windows. I'm I'm locking uh, the doors. Okay, okay. Yeah. He he 
he he he had the luxury to sit behind a, a future Hall of Famer like Jordan Love did, and he still beat Jordan Love. He did. He did. Love You've reminded me of that a couple of times now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a nice night. All right. You too, uh, Johnny. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. I don't, I don't know that Atlanta can really feel like uh, – I, I mean, maybe Raheem Morris is different. Maybe maybe he comes in there and, and thinks, no, I really like Desmond Ritter. I really like what, what they got going on. But I think that a couple of things need to happen there is they need to start to – on field invest in the talent they've invested in. And maybe this just drives me more nuts as a, you know, very heavy fantasy football player, but why are you drafting these guys with top 10 picks and then not featuring them in your offense? I mean, an offense with Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson and Drake London in year two or three for these guys uh, next year should be explosive. Now also who's going to get them the football? Uh, Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter, these guys are trading starts towards the end of the season. If you, if you stay, if you don't want to totally give up on Desmond Ritter, fine. But I also don't think that you're going to get 10 wins out of him. So whether there's another free agent quarterback that is available, whether there's a guy that they can trade for, there are some free agent quarterbacks that, you know, whether their teams grab them or not, I, I don't know that Kirk Cousins comes in there and takes him to a division title. I don't know if they can get their hands on Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield or I, I just, I don't know that that guy's out there at this point. And I'm not sure that they're going to have the ability to draft one either. And then you're going to have to reset the clock kind of on him. I just, what we've seen with Desmond Ritter is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still looking, you know, I'm still looking who else we might have available. Eight, five, five, two, one, two, four, two, two, seven, eight, five, five, two, one, two, four CBS. Want to talk more coaches with you. Want to talk more NFL with you. We will get into a little bit of some of the other stories that have been kind of percolating this week. Some weird Caleb Williams Bears nonsense. Uh, The Ravens are maybe promising a little too much to Lamar Jackson. Stephon Diggs is being real Stephon Diggs about it. And I'm not saying that in a good or bad way. I'm just saying, like, if someone pulls a Stephon Diggs... We're getting to the point where you almost know what that means. So much to talk about. Join us if you can. 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 